Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. And joining me every week is Mr. Pedro. What's going on, everybody? I'm Pedro Ruiz, Creative Tech here at Adafruit. And every week, we come to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That is right. This is a show where we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's kick off the show with very special coupon code. Today's coupon code is SPOOKYBOX. So if you want to pick up anything in the Adafruit shop, please do so and use coupon code SPOOKYBOX in checkout to get 25, 20, 10. To get 10% off your order. Sorry about that. <laughs> if you head on over to adafruit.com slash free, you can see all the free deals we have going on right now while supplies last. It's really nice. For orders that are over $99 or more, you get a free half-size Permaproto. For orders that are like $199 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express plus the Permaproto. And for orders over $199 or more, you get the Permaproto, you get the Circuit Playground Express, and you get free ground shipping for U.S. continental restrictions may apply. Check out the website for that. Um, while supplies last, I would probably get some stuff in because uh, uh, the holidays are coming. And, it is that uh, time of the year when everything is out of stock. stock. So get your orders in and uh, use coupon code SPOOKYBOX. Remember, it works on everything except gift certificates and Adabox subscriptions. That's correct. Definitely take advantage of that. Smart is at 11.59 p.m. tonight. We also got same day delivery in the NYC area, certain right. zip codes. Make sure to check that out. Yep. SuperPython happens every week. Yeah, it's a meeting that happens every week with the developers and folks from the community. So if you are interested and want to sit in the meeting, you can do so. You can, it happens on our Discord server. So you can go to discord.gg slash Adafruit, or you can watch the replay on YouTube. All right. Newsletter time, daily newsletter, adafruitdaily.com is where you want to get that. Um, really awesome way to get insights into maker business, biohacking, and CircuitPython and 3D printing. Check that out. We also have a newsletter for product-focused stuff. Adafruit.com slash newsletter for that one. Whew. And then the Discord server. Check out Discord. We are hanging out there right now. And uh, we invite you to chat with us after the show, as we'll be there as well. So you can check that out. The link is up there. It's discord.gg slash Adafruit. And we're in the live broadcast channel right now, hanging out. So there we are. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Giving shout outs to everybody in the chat room. We got Mattable in the house. Hello. Jesse, Ravi, Shaw, Shack. Hello. John K is in the house. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Shawshank. Shout out. Guad from India. Got fans Hello. there. Of course, Kirby is in the house as well. Hey, Kirby. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to kick it off next up this week's project. This week's project is kind of interesting. It's a little bit of 3D printing and a lot of cardboardish. It's a Cricut-based project. Crafting for a lot of crafting for the holidays coming up. Oh. This was originally supposed to be a Halloween project, but yeah. of course, <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, it got uh, put on the back burner as more projects came out. We had the lightsaber build. We had the new pics of bike light. We wanted to get those out for Christmas. I mean, for Halloween. And then we said, well, what do we do with this spooky box? Well, we're fans of A Nightmare Before Christmas by Tim Burton, and uh, hey. Why not make it a spooky Christmas-themed box gift thing? So this is what we came up with. Uh, this was written in CircuitPython by Lamar Free, Lady Ada, and it uses the Cricut and the Circuit Playground Express. The PIR motion sensor will detect motion and will uh, use uh, a motor, a TT motor, to randomly spin it. 
and uh, it moves around when it sees people. It's got sound effects as well. Yeah, the onboard lights too. And the onboard lights too. So you get this really cool kind of kind of a prank in a way, which is kind of neat. So let's yeah, it's supposed to be like a little prank for that. Yeah, so one of the cool things about this is the box could be native box. And if you're gifting a bunch of electronics, why not turn it into an actual project that the kids or whoever you're gifting it to can actually use, like a piece of Lego to rearrange. There's a lot of customization uh, room left for this, so you can definitely add more solenoids or have like the um, Halloween, Halloween in there, maybe like peeking out, having a little solenoid like making this go up and down. Of course, you can add any of your own sound effects as well. Take a look inside, you can see how everything is arranged. Let me just turn that off since it's kind of loud. So we have a PIR sensor mounted on the front here. We have the Cricut on a 3D printed mount from a couple episodes before. So Playground Express is handling all of the, um, uh, the duties of uh, you know, controlling everything. And we have a TTA motor, big wheel, and one of our new little tiny super loud speakers. Yeah, it's like a mini subwoofer. It has a lot of nice bass. Uh, this is what we used on the lightsaber, actually. And everything is hooked up using jumper cables and our little jumper cables to the alligator clips so we can easily uh, connect the speaker here. So no soldering is required. Super friendly for workshops or any kids of younger ages. Um, super easy to uh, rearrange. Of course, everything is cardboard cut out. So all of the little ledges that are keeping all of the components in place are all easily uh, set up with a bunch of cardboard. And you can, of course, decorate this to whatever theme you want. Yeah. Super cool little project there. Sweet. So we have a learn guide for you guys. If you go head on over to learn.agefit.com, you can see all the parts that are used to build the project. Just about everything's in stock except for the Cricut, but our partners over at DigiKey have about 180 or so in stock, so definitely check them out. They have some really good shipping options as well. Check it out, uh, support DigiKey. You can get Circuit Playground and the Cricut as well uh, from, from DigiKey, so there you go. Very cool. Uh, but I think everything else is in stock. There are some things um, like the motor mount that you'll need to source. Um, but uh, you can sign up for the uh, for email notifications when they do return. Prerequisite guides is always a nice thing to have if you're new to Circuit Playground Express, Cricut, and Circuit Python. Uh, you can check out these links and get accommodated with all the things you need to know. But for the most part, this works really well as a beginner project, um, as a sort of a teaching STEM type project. You can do that as well. So check it out. You got a nice breakdown of all the parts here, all the hardware and things. Um, the Cricut comes with the standoffs and the hardwares that you need, and, and so does the motor mount that comes with the long screws that yeah, attaches the, to... The bracket actually comes with a couple more yeah. screws that you can customize in different ways, different sizes, as well as the nuts to hold everything together. Yeah, I really like these alligator clips. These are super handy because it these really makes it rescue. easy. Yeah, especially something like the speaker. It doesn't have wires soldered on it, but it does have terminals. You just plug right into it. Mm -hmm. And you can use this for all sorts of different things. You got your standard male um, header, jumper wire headers. They work pretty well. So you can see here it works super awesome uh, with breadboarding. sensors, breadboarding, and the circuit playground. You just clip onto those little pads. Super cool. Also, I have a list of tools and things like that. It's always handy to have with like using set of these tools on any project. All right, so that's kind of the introduction of it. Let's look at the circuit diagram, the way the things are hooked up. 
All of our circuit diagrams are created using Fritzing open source software. There's a download link to that there if you'd like to create your own, circuit, your own circuit diagrams. And we also have a library of all the Adafruit parts, including the Cricut, um, the Circuit Playground, uh, and stuff gets added all the time when new products mm. get to come out. We normally add those Fritzing parts there. And for it's actually a high oh. priority of making everything in Fritzing. So Phil mm. B actually designs everything in uh, yeah, uh, he has Illustrator a nice yeah. has a nice little script that turns it into a uh, SVG for uh, use inside of Fritzing. So please definitely check out our GitHub page on that. I think that's where the button shoots you over to. Yeah. Yep. Shoot yep. over to the GitHub. Just you show it off. Yeah, it's a library. You can add the parts. Got its part. Just search for the uh, PID number. That's search right. By that or the uh, description of the product. And for accessibility purposes, we have the we have nice. Uh, Broken out uh, words of how the things are wired up. Instead of just having an image, we also have the, the words there. A bit of an uh, interesting note here on the sensor itself. The sensor um, has a jumper in the back of it for changing the sensitivity. The one that we found that works the best is uh, the one that's labeled L. So there's two different types, there's the L and H. A little jumper, you just pop it off and, and plug it into uh, the lower area where it says L, and we have it marked there to you. Mm -hmm. If you want to increase the photo, just click on it, and then you'll get a nice big photo of it. So there you go. Ginormous you can see exactly where it is. image stack. Of is this. it an image stack? Nice. No, it yeah. is, yeah. Holy jolly. The micro. Yeah, there's the L. Oh my god, you can see the printing on that. Oh, yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, you can see that. That's pretty cool. I feel like it's the macro thing. All right, moving back over here. Um, one other note. The PRR motion sensor likes five volts. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we have a wire coming into the five volts on the NeoPixel drive. That way we have a proper voltage going into the sensor because uh, if you look at the signal IOs, uh, we do have uh, signal voltage in ground, but that is 3.3 volts. Sometimes it works, mm -hmm. but for, if you want it to always work, definitely use that five volt pin. And that's the kind of note that we wanted to add to that. Yes. Okay. Moving on to the code again, shout out to Lamar Freed for writing the, the, the code in CircuitPython. So uh, really cool, These, uh, the Cricut has a built-in library. So when you update your firmware uh, with the UF2 file, it will have a lot of the libraries baked into it, which is great. So you don't need any external libraries because it's kind of baked into the, the firmware, which is great. Definitely want to always update it. Um, keep it up to date because we're always adding new libraries and new functionality. Getting your code onto your microcontroller has never been easier with CircuitPython. And what we like to use, you can use a text editor, we like to use Moo. Moo is a nice beginner-friendly uh, Python program. It's really simple. It's got a nice black, you know, dark Damn. interface. It works really well. So I'll run through the code just a little bit. And it's commented nicely, so you can see. Um, if you want to make it really bright, you, you can totally change the brightness here. It's set to uh, a third of, uh, it's like 30%. You can put that to one and change it. Really what I want to highlight, though, is down here where line 18, we have a little, uh, little variable here called audio files. And that means that's where the audio files. So really awesome. You don't have to convert the audio into like a .h file like you do with something like Arduino. Uh, so you just have standard WAV files. Uh, you got to stay within the bounds of certain bit rates, but yeah, other than that. Okay, that's true. Uh, and it's just an array. It's a nice little list. So right now we have two WAV files, but you can add as many as you can fit. There's an eight megabyte flash on the Circuit Playground, so you can add as many uh, sounds as you like there. 
Um, so that's where you would want to change it. You just have it in the root of your of your uh, of the of the microcontroller. It shows up as a USB drive when you plug it in, and you just drop in your audio WAV files in there, and then make sure you just label it here in the double uh, quotes, mm -hmm. and that's it. Want to insert a little bit of this is like another gift that you're opening because you can just plug it in your computer, loads as a USB uh, drive, and you can open up your present of the code <laughs> that you can actually read, edit, and modify. Yeah, this is this is so many situations is, where you're uh, at a conference, amazing. you're at a you're at someone else's house. The library For teaching is on environments. Board. You don't need IT to no. lift any restrictions install on installing it. stuff. You don't even have to install Moo if you don't want to. Again, if you have a text editor. You can open up the, the, the Python code file. Mm -hmm. Works really well. We also have links above here if you're uh, new to Circuit Python. Um, it'll walk you through everything that you need to know, which works really well. A note on the audio files real quick. You want to use the WAV format. It should probably be mono, PCM, with 11 kilohertz bit rate. That way you get the most uh, sound. It's nice and, um, yeah. Because like a 48 kilohertz file will probably like double the size, so that's why we're like, yeah, mm -hmm. make it there. And if you're wondering, well, how do I make my sounds? We uh, Mike Barella's got your back. He has a learn guide on how to use open source software like Audacity uh, to create. Yeah, there it is, the Audacity. The Audacity. The Audacity to convert files from iTunes, recording sounds. That's a really cool way. Imagine uh, making something that has your own voice in it, mm -hmm. and you're talking to your significant other, or your kid, or whatever. Super cool. So thanks to Mike B for putting this together, because it seems to be a recurring thing. How do I get my audio in there? Mm -hmm. oh, it's pretty detailed. Check it out. Yeah. All right. So that's. Uh, oh, and also have uh, you can get royal free sounds uh, from uh, something like freesounds.org, which is a nice little database of royal free sounds. Very cool. We don't want to get in trouble with uh, copyright stuff, so that's why, why we're not uh, hosting that stuff. We are going to be providing a bunch soon. Okay. Mm. When it comes to 3D printing, you don't have to have a 3D printer. We just like to use our general purpose mounting plate for the Cricut PCB. Um, and uh, we have little SnapFit adapters as well. This one, we're using uh, the SnapFit adapter that's designed for the battery holder. It's a three. Uh, is it three? Yeah, three AA battery holder, and that's what this little blue one is. Uh, so we walk through, um, you know, slice settings and things that we like to use. If you'd like to remix this case or, uh, you know, expand on it or something, we have the uh, the CAD files available to download, the source file, the step files, uh, and the STLs as well. We also have a GitHub repo of all of our 3D parts that um, that are boards, buttons, and that sort of thing. We have a nice repo with a bunch of uh, CAD parts so you can download them there. Okay, now it comes to the assembly of it. Paige is going to take it away. Nice little crafty project that you can definitely rearrange. One of the boxes that we're using is actually one of the Ada boxes. I have the size listed there so you can see uh, if you want to get something close to what that size is. But basically what you're doing is laying out all your components using a pencil and a sharpie to draw out where all of them are going to be mounted. Scroll down a little bit. One of the um, things you want to watch out for is having the wheel attached. You can trace that properly of where it's going to be uh, properly mounted to it. And we can go ahead and cut out the little, um, little cutaway so the uh, wheel can fit through. And you just want to make sure you have enough clearance so it doesn't rub against any of the sides there. Mm. Next step is tracing out your bracket so that we can mount the TT motor to the bottom of the box. 
What we're doing here is temporarily attaching the brackets. So we could trace out the outline as well as the little mounting screws for each. We'll take a look at some of the steps here of how that is done. You do have to attach that so we um, make sure that it is properly attached with all of the, um, like the sizing of how it's gonna be on there. You can remove that and then trace out with a little bit of scrap uh, cardboard if you scroll down to the next part. We actually have to make a standoff so we can lift that uh, TT motor a little bit uh, off the, um, uh, so we have room for the wheel to fit all the way down in there. Uh, so I found that three layers of the standard cardboard uh, that like ships with the Adabox, mm -hmm. whatever that is, three layers of that should work just fine. But if you do have like a long or a shaggy carpet, you'll probably want to use like one or uh, two layers of that cardboard to create your standoff. Uh, we're just using regular glue here to um, adhere that to the bottom of the box. You can see there, allow it to dry, and then use the included screws to mount the bracket back on there. Scroll down over to the motor. Once that's all nice and dry, you can use the longer screws to fit through the um, body of the TT motor and then mount that on. Uh, we're using the nuts on the other side so we can secure that. A uh, little bit out of order here in the picture, I'm actually adding the wheel after the nuts have been attached. Just insert it at an angle, mm. uh, fit it through the cutaway, and there you go. You yeah, have fits. a standoff created from cardboard for your box here, and it has a nice amount of uh, force that I can lift. As you can see, the cricket and the battery, the speaker, it's got a little bit of weight to it, so yeah, it has, totally. uh, it's definitely secure in terms of being able to move all that around. Push its weight, move its weight around. Exactly. <laughs> Next up, again, you don't have to use a 3D printed mount that we're using here, but if you do, uh, you can uh, thread the wire uh, for the battery pack holder through the little um, little frame area here. Uh, if you're not using a 3D printed uh, part, you can just use a piece of double-sided foam tape to adhere to the bottom of the Cricut. Yeah. I was gonna say, there's plenty of room in the box uh, for the battery to kind of sit off set, so yeah. that's always a good yeah, thing. Yeah, you could, yeah. definitely could. You could attach to the side or something. Uh, the battery pack does include the, I think it's like M3 by four millimeter long screws mm, sure, to yeah. attach the uh, the battery pack to the bottom of the uh, universal print. yeah. printed mount for that. Again, you can get different mounts for this. A little side here pops out a little blue piece of that. So you can actually have different mounts for that. We have a whole detailed guide of all the different adapters and all that. If you want to check out the dedicated learning guide for the three printed Cricut mount. And then we're just going to need additional M3 by six millimeter screws to hold on to the mount. Uh, there are two different versions, uh, one with heated inserts and one without. I'm using the one with the heated, heated inserts here. They are properly labeled in the uh, full guide for that. Okay. Once that is complete, we can start drawing the little cutaway that'll hold the PIR sensor in place. I'm just using a drawing tool to create a 2.2 two inch uh, radius that'll uh, be the little holder for the lens on the PIR. You could cut that out on the center of the uh, side wall of the flap here for the box. And just use a little hobby knife to cut that away. And that mounts uh, pretty flush on there. It's pretty yeah. easy, you can, If clean you wanted way. to put it somewhere else, uh, 
wherever, you just don't want to obstruct the view. You don't want to obstruct it, um, so yeah. You can definitely hide it. The way that I was going to hide it with the Halloween themed version of this is uh, we were going to have like a skull. Oh, it was going to be like the eye or something? It, it was going to be like in the mouth of the skull. Oh, okay. So it would be kind of hidden that yeah. way. Or John you, Park uh, used John it as Park an eye, used it. Yeah, which worked out really well. Kind yeah, of adds think, to, the, to the decor. Exactly, yeah. I think that's the best way to do it like that. It would be part of um, like an eye or... Yeah. Um, are there if mounting I holes on the thing? There are mounting holes. Are there, so. Yes, there are oh, two there are? on okay. each side. Sweet. So you could so use you those could as well. You do it that way really as secure. well. Sweet. All right, now keeping the stuff in place. This yeah, is really cool. so we're using uh, more scraps of cardboard to create these little um, ribs yeah. that'll hold the speaker and the, the Cricut and CPX in place. You can see here I'm just taking little strips of cardboard, cutting it down, and then just bending them into a circle. We traced out where the uh, speaker is for that, and we're just gluing the bottoms of those to the box. As you can hear, see here, these uh, circles are highlighting where I placed those little holders. Got and that just keeps it, uh, keeps everything in place while the box is in motion. Doesn't have anything slide over the place. That's pretty much it for the assembly of that. Uh, the only other thing you want to do is remove the box flap that will obscure the PIR if you do choose mm -hmm. to mount it there. And then, of course, the wrapping, decorating. Uh, if you go to the overhead, yeah. simple little ribbon. Uh, that I used to create the bow in here. So you this is just, that's, that's yeah, cool. so it's just a continuous, I should have like took pictures of it, but I don't know if the, the theme is gonna be totally up to you. So it's just yeah. one continuous, um, you can look online on how to create these. And I'm just sticking, um, what are they? Ornaments mm -hmm. and bells, bells on there to make it all creepy, <laughs> creepy sounding. This doesn't even go completely around. It's just taped. Uh, same <laughs> thing for the bottom here, just, one continuous strip that goes all the way around. And, oh, forgot to mention, you wanna make sure that the sides are not, um, you know, connected to the rest of the box so no, they can open. easily open. Oh. We're just cutting strips in here and taping these to the side, inserting those in like that. So this is where you can stress your creative, crafty ingenuity on creating a nicely themed box. I think I forgot to mention, if you do want to make this in the center, it's just right above the D on Adafruit there, for the PIR. There we go. All right, well I that is... I believe that's it. If you go over to the, oh, to the guy, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Super easy, fun way to, creative way to give components as a project already uh, to modify. Yeah, and, and this is like just barely using like all of the functionality of the Cricut. There's still There's more still room for other stuff. A lot of stuff. You can connect servos, continuous servos, more motors, and a lot of five volt powered things like um, linear actuators, for example, to kind of push things up. Yeah. You want to do an animatronic like style uh, box or something mm -hmm. where like it has two moving arms or something like that. That would be pretty cool. Um, some other cool ideas that we had was we want to kind of make our own faux uh, what is it called, a chimney, a fireplace, mm. and then actually have something like the Grinch come down from the fireplace and mm -hmm. say something like, oh. Yeah, David what Stells uh, had a good idea of having a, what do you say, add a pickup shake sensor to it. Good oh, idea yes. for that. Yeah, and there's lots of uh, uh, channels on the signal uh, section of the, of the Cricut to add more sensors. You also have capacitive touch, and of course you could have more NeoPixel LEDs, so you can drive more of those. Um, yeah, this is just kind of 
really like a base start um, to get this up and running. So we got the sound, we got the motor, we got lights. So that's enough to get, get you started. Going. Yeah, make something pretty fun. And it's it's really nice to use cardboard to prototype. It's just really fast oh, yeah, and, and a lot of breaks to just make it again. Definitely want to do fun. more prototyping that way because it was super fast to figure out the radius for that. We had to do like four prints to figure yeah. out all the tolerances for that. Um, Cardboard gives you a little bit more leeway so you can actually remeasure what the uh, d tolerance differences was to plug that into Fusion for your radius to 3D print something that would fit. Yeah, imagine shaking the box and be like, ah! Ah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> stop it, stop shaking me. Like, like, whoa, man, what is this? You yeah. can have a lot of fun with this. Uh, or have like Santa's voice and it'd be like, oh, I see right. you're trying to <laughs> yeah. peek inside your present for your kids and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, again, the Cricut, it's got a lot of functionality. So if you want to do something even simpler, you can do something like a Feather M0 Express and with a, just a prop simple wing. Yeah, yeah, with prop wing that. too. Hundreds of different ways to do or this. Even the hollow wing, yeah. It's just just a, an idea um, to get you guys thinking. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's got some code, circuit diagram, yeah. <laughs> John K says, ideas. use a touch sensor for tickle laughter. That is a really good idea. <laughs> get the uh, copper tape to go out. So as soon as you touch it, oh, right. that would have been a really good idea. Uh, uh, also, uh, tons of good stuff have, that you can add. We have uh, copper tape. We have a uh, bare we have this paint. Brand so you can new... paint something on there and yeah. make it really seamless. Oh, really I already nice. put it away. That new uh, nylon. Conductive tape that we got, super oh, nice. Yeah? Oh, that's right, a bit of a ribbon. It'll definitely fabric. look like a ribbon. Ah, oh, that would have been mm, a good nice, idea. Yeah. Tickle it, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, be careful with glitter, it gets everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. I shouldn't have gone with Tis glitter. This is the season for glitter. I just want it to look good on camera. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it all over me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there you go, that is this week's project. And uh, if you want to pick up any of the stuff that's left in stock, you can do so, be sure to use Give a good spooky box. Kirby's reminding box. everybody that yeah. awesome uh, partner DigiKey has the motor mount in stock. There's a link to it there. There you go. As well as the crickets. David Estelle's too is saying that L equals re-triggering, which means that the output stays high as long as the motion keeps happening. That's really useful. So it here. comes standard with the H, and I could not get it to activate that way, no matter what I tried. Lamar yeah. was trying to troubleshoot it as well. Yeah. It was only when I moved it to L that it actually started working. She does have a detailed guide on the PIR sensor on the product page for that. She has a detailed breakdown on what it is and how it works and all that. So Excellent. definitely check that out. Yep. 40 left in stock at DigiKey. Thanks, buddies. All right. Um, and I think you were saying something about the learner. If you go to any of the Adafruit products, you scroll down, you can see the learn guides mm -hmm. and, and where it's used. It's used in a lot of different projects. projects. There's John Park's project that we were talking about. This is a diagram. Ooh, look at this magical mistletoe. Oh, that's a great one. That's a really good one. It senses you and lights up. Oh, that's mm -hmm. such a clever idea. Even, look, Halloween screen box. Oh, there you go. It's there you go. Using that. But again, ours is written in Circuit Python. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the PR motion um, sensor if you want more data on that. That shouldn't stop you, though, because uh, the awesome Mike Sklark is going through every single project that, that has ever been made good. and is converting them all to CircuitPython. So definitely check back on old projects. He does go through a ton of them every week uh, and updates yet. them. Not yet. This one's still Arduino. Yeah, probably get to it. I'm sure it's on a very long one. list of yeah, that's a good idea. projects and to again, update. Um, that's what's awesome about uh, looking at the product page. You scroll down, you can see all the fun, awesome ideas. 
Motion activated solder fume extractor. Yeah. Oh. Okay. A lot of different fun motion activated things. Yeah, the most Sweet. recent one, uh, Dave Estelle's had Stiles. a super cute interactive kitty cat, cat toy. Look at that. That's super cute kitty. Who is this? You smell like nothing. What are you? <laughs> so definitely check awesome. those out. All right. Cool. So that's this week's project. <laughs> we are going to move over to the next segment, which is what are you prototyping? Speaking of Days of Stells, we are collaborating on a forthcoming project. Um, let's take a look at it. It is a GPS tour guide. I'm just going to run the video as I get this ready. <coughs> so the point of this project Covent is Garden that it is a, it's a GPS location aware um, project. It uses the Adafruit right Halloween M0 Express and the Ultimate GPS Feather Wing. You get a display Covent already Garden on the Halloween. So we're able to display things using display I.O. It's all written in CircuitPython by right David. And uh, it has the oval speaker so that it can play back Common audio clips. So the goal here is to kind of go to maybe, um, maybe a museum or something or your yeah, establishment that wants to kind of have a custom solution for Common like seeing um, different things that's location-based. Tour guide. Tour guide. Right? So we put together this enclosure to house all the components. And um, we are actually going to bring it to Disney because we're going to be at Disney next week. And we're going to have things like the Haunted Mansion pull up. So as we walk up to it, it'll display an image of the Haunted Mansion and maybe give us some facts or something. But this could be, you know, remixed to be, like I said, something like a museum or something you want to see different, um, different art installations. You just pull up to it and walk around with it. So that's what I'm doing. Covent Garden working on the guide for that. So here is the box. Um, I have two little bunny ears for the kind of like this lanyard thing going on. You have access to the USB port here so you can recharge the battery or reprogram it. Um, it is written in CircuitPython, so you plug this in, you get all the assets, all the images, um, and all the sound files as well. So I got a little slide switch here. I'll flip it on and hopefully the battery didn't die. It says welcome and then it says acquiring fix. Now this is actually just an image. Um, we're working on um, getting real text, but for now you can display images. And as you, if you're far away from your location, you'll get a red circle. If, as you get closer to that location, you'll get a yellow circle, a green circle. And then once you get to the location, you get a, an image of the uh, location itself. So it's, again, it's using the Ultimate Feather GPS snap fit case. It's got a nice little external bezel piece that you can snap on. Um, and again, the Halloween. Um, originally, Dave programmed it so that it would use the cap touch um, stuff to replay the audio. Um, but uh, I kind of wanted to enclose it. So uh, we have this external button. This is a metal push button. So when you push the button, it'll just replay uh, the audio. And we have the 400 milliamp battery. We have an external antenna. And uh, we're able to cram everything in here. The, uh, the, the oval speaker fits right here nicely. And it, I mean, it, it's, it's still acquiring a fix. It's going to take a minute or two because we're indoors. If we step outside, um, like it'll pick up yeah, pretty quick. Pretty quick. Um, it's, it's a nice two-piece snap fit enclosure. Um, there's no hardware screws needed for the, the two pieces. And you just kind of, it's, it's pretty much like the Halloween case that we made. You just snap it in and it clicks in like that. And then we have these little bunny ears. Um, attached to, to attach our it, yeah. newly stocked, super soft, comfortable <laughs> lanyard for Made all from badges. The most lovely uh, ribbon. <laughs> the finest ribbon. The finest ribbon that uh, 
when you can buy. Yeah, and then I have a little hole here for the sound to come out. It is really audible. It's very it's loud. It's pretty loud. Um, I was biking around the neighborhood and I was like, oh my god, people are going to think I'm in Ontario, London, because I didn't change the sound effects. And, uh, <laughs> um, there's three locations that Dave wrote. Um, I think downtown, um, London, and uh, some other places. Uh, so yeah, um, if you want to hear it, how loud it is. I think somebody was saying that the audio Alan was playing back. <laughs> oh, established yeah. in 1845, they are yeah, that's right. I just, I haven't muted on my end, but you guys can hear it. Yeah, La, what was it, Lavos? Was it? Apartment suite or something? Oh. Downtown, I forget. But anyway, uh, that's go what we're working on. Um, I want to go ahead and plug the layer by layer that you worked on yes. for literally cutting corners on quite literally um, enclosures inspired yeah. by the boxes on the Prusa printer. That's a right. really good idea of yeah. adding that to your enclosures. Yeah. Uh, I've had a couple of people ask me, like, how do I make more interesting geometry in my enclosure? I just want it to be a regular square. So there this is one way to do it. Um, there's a uh, a couple different methods you can do it. Check out the layer by layer playlist. I'll have a link down below in the description too, um, how you can make it a nice kind of uh, case like that. Okay. And the snap fits um, are a little bit new. It's using the same concept, but it's using kind of different oh, geometry yeah, the, yeah. as it has this kind of tab uh, based here that kind of eats into that. And then you have these nice chamfers so you can get your finger in there and pop it off really easy. Like that, so that works very well. Yeah, yeah. Kirby is saying that we should have a button that you can press again to stop the audio. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah, because if it's a long audio clip, it's just going to keep running indefinitely. Mm. And uh, I actually need to build the assets for that next. I need to record oh, my own yeah, voice yeah, yeah. Uh, for the places that we're going. So there you go. That is uh, the prototype that we're working on. Shout out to Dave Estelles for putting that together. And uh, we'll be working on the guide in the coming days. Weeks? Uh, it's going to be the week after, the week since after, yeah. next week is Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, here in the States, it's a, we're going to have a week off. We're going to be at Disney recording mm -hmm. this, which is always fun. And we're actually going to meet up with Kirby, so shout out to Kirby. Oh, yeah, see if we get some B-roll of Kirby uh, using product. Maybe yes, I, hmm. I need to. This works. Mm -hmm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Oh, the code is available right now, too, if you want to start playing with it. It's yes. on GitHub slash learn system. I will bring you guys over there as it loads. Definitely want to star this one. Hit that star up there. Make an account with GitHub. It's free, and you can see all the new um, projects that are projects in progress. Are being, uh, yeah, so it's called Tor Guide. If I spelled that right, Tor underscore Guide. Halloween Tor Guide is the name of the repo, or the name of the folder. And here's the code, uh, the bitmaps for all the images, the WAV files, um, and the locations.txt file. This right here is where uh, you input the longitude and latitude. Um, for the uh, the places, and then you also define what image gets played and what audio gets displayed. <laughs> Put that. We don't have a headphone jack on the Halloween, do we? No, I do not believe so. Do we have a project where we show how to add one? Mm, Could maybe. Be? Hmm. Oh, a very good question, Jerry. Yeah, that's actually a really good yeah. idea. That way, uh, it's, it's you're not obstructing other audiences mm -hmm. of the audio. Yeah, I mean, in our case, it's going to be yeah. so loud. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's going to be so crowded. Oh. <laughs> you were going to <laughs> That's funny. OK, so there you go. That is the prototype. All the details and other things will be revealed in the coming weeks. Uh, can you grab that URL and put it in the chat? Pop it. Lock it. Of course. Here you are. Check it out. Oh, actually, that's the full one. 
Oh. And then the, the subfolder is in the tree master. Here's the branch. What did you call it branch? I don't know. Maybe it's a branch. There you go. There you go, Marcus. Definitely subscribe to the first one, though, so you can see as new yes. projects are being added and worked on. That's right. Okay, let's jump into... Well, so that's what we're prototyping. Working on some other stuff, but that's what well, we that's have That's a good to idea, show. too. When you're creating your assets, uh, Kirby is saying to have text. Uh, so the audio won't be... Uh, so you won't need the audio. Yeah, show an image of text. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I guess for the Haunted Mansion, I can kind of... It's you. You have like what one twenty eight by one twenty eight pixels to work with. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There you go. It's still acquiring fix. I gotta step outside. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, it's just gonna come out of nowhere. Yeah. It has this fun uh, Star Trek sound, communicator sound when mm -hmm. it locks in. The alert. Yeah. You're gonna hear Dave just <laughs> randomly. Right He's gonna, gonna show up any minute. Yeah. <laughs> like a ticking time bomb. All right. Cool. Well, let's move into the next segment. Um, what are we prototyping? Or Lair shop Lair, real talk? Quick. Real yes. Quick, Lair yes. Lair. Um, as I was putting together the enclosure for this, I really needed to update the Halloween, the, the the object that I created out of Eagle CAD and brought it into Fusion. Um, needed a bit of uh, adjusting. So we're in tunnel view. Let's go to the Fusion 360. So I. I went ahead and updated the display to feature the actual piece of foam tape that's in between the display and the PCB. Reason being, um, if you are to design something and you uh, have a cutout for the display, it might not work because there is two millimeters of distance between the display and the PCB. So um, I, I brought that in there and added it in and exported it out and uploaded it to GitHub so that is a more accurate representation of the model itself. In this particular design, I really needed to have it in there so that I can make sure that the bezel doesn't crack the display because I've done that and I feel bad when that happens. But anyway, that, uh, that, is, that is a part that got updated. Also needed to make the ultimate, the ultimate GPS feather wing. So I brought this into Fusion out of EagleCAD. And shout out to uh, people who upload models to grabcad.com. This is a great place to get um, parts in this, in this particular um, product. We got the CR10 battery holder and we have the actual GPS uh, module. So it has all the proper pinouts and stuff. That's very nice. Yep, the, UL, the U, UFL connectors right there as well. Reset button, capacitors, everything you need, pinouts, even the traces. And the silk screen shows up because um, it just happened to be on the right layer. <laughs> sometimes the custom, <laughs> sometimes our custom silk screen isn't on the right layer, um, and uh, it's like on a, on a different layer. Uh, this one was nice, so it brought it in. Something like the Halloween doesn't show the silk screen because it's custom. It's a custom layer. Mm -hmm. It's not in there, so eh, boo. Can't change it yet. Uh, Lamar, Lamar and Phil are talking to, to, to yeah, requesting the Auto, it. The Autodesk Eagle team to do that. Because come on, every, especially with like badges blowing up, yeah. um, everybody oh, wants a nice custom shape. Why not? Yeah. And the last thing that I have is the 400 milliamp battery uh, PID. 30 or uh, <laughs> I forget the 400 amp hour. It, it is matter. PID 3898. Okay. You can get this again from GitHub. 
search for Adafruit CAD parts. I'll go ahead and drop this into the chat. So there is the CAD parts, and I just added the GPS feather wing, the updated hollow wing, and the 400 milliamp battery. So they're all laid out like that. Just search for the PID. It also includes the step file and a STL file. If, uh, if you want to use something like Tinkercad, um, you can grab that step file and model around that, which mm -hmm. is really nice. Yep, always multiple formats because we don't know who's going to be around next year. That's right. Sweet. Coupon code, a little something in my throat. <clears> throat> Junkay is asking, Featherwing to add BLE? I think it was shown off as a tease That's last right. week. Um, we'll learn about it more tonight on Ask Engineer. So if I tune in. Hang tight for that one. All right, we've got 20 minutes left, so we're going to jump into shop talk. Talking about the Purusha 3D printer that we just got. We are working on some interesting time-lapse stuff. Everybody is using Octolapse to make some awesome time lapses so i hooked up or pretty much hot glued one of our little limit switches and just added some alligator clips to hook it up to one of the camera trigger wires our little 5d 7d cameras that we have here and it's just literally hooked on with alligator clips <laughs> using octolapse to tell it to mm. for every frame or for every layer um, move over to the center left and take a picture yeah, this is great. So what you end up getting is, can I show it? Yep. Uh, so this is what we got with the webcam. Correct. I was not happy with, you know, the quality. Yeah. Even though the it's a low. Exposure changes. You can't lock the exposure. Um, it's not five K. It's not five K. Because it is a four K camera, but uh, the Octolapse plugin doesn't support four K. Oh. The Harrison affordable luxury rental apartment suites in the heart of downtown London. <laughs> I wish I was in downtown London. <laughs> All right, uh, I forgot to turn off. So it does work. It just took a couple. It's because we're indoors. indoors yeah. <laughs> At any rate, yeah, the um, yeah, not, not quality. Or, yeah. Yes, the functionality of you know rendering your time lapses are awesome, but of course the quality of the camera. No matter what webcam you're going to get, you're not going to get DSLR. And you can quality. adjust the bit rate and things like that, even after cranking. I was it able up. to get it. No, I did. I was able to get the quality better, up a just bit. a little bit, but it again, it's not 5K. It's mm. not using a you know a Canon L series lens. You know. Oh yeah, the glass matter. Yeah. But anyway, let's go ahead and look at what the plugin is. So OctoPrint is a open source hosting software for 3D printers, and it runs on the Raspberry Pi and other Linux boards. So if you're new to that, definitely check it out. For printers that don't have an LCD uh, or, or a controller, you can uh, connect to it wirelessly via another computer and a mm -hmm. browser. And uh, we love Octoprint. It works really well. Um, so there is a plugin repo. I'll go ahead and link this right now so you guys can check it out in there and in Facebook. So don't want to forget about Facebook. Um, but yeah, this, this, this homepage for the plugin really walks through all the features and stuff. That currently, this runs on all the Prusas, Anets, and the following printers here. Here are some really cool uh, demos um, that the developer uh, put together. Sorry, I don't want to get your name wrong. Brad. Brad is the author of this plugin, and uh, it's phenomenal work. Check this out. It's been a lot of really awesome ones by uh, Wild Rose on Instagram. Yeah, we'll get there. There's some other ones. This Using is the, like the uh, camera the arm. So this is just really awesome so that it, it, it tells the printer to park and, and, and park the head and park the bed because those mm -hmm. two are moving. If you were yeah. to put a GoPro 
and just set it up there, you really won't be able to see it because yeah. you're going to see the printer moving like this. Mm -hmm. And depending on your f-stop uh, or your shutter speed, you're just going to see a blur. blur yeah. <laughs> yeah, which could be an interesting effect. But if you want to see your print come out of nowhere, and this is, I guess, another. There are different options for how you want your uh, your Z your Z and your head to move out of the way. You want if you want it in the center. Whatever yeah. side. So these are just the examples that are in the homepage. If you want some really stellar ones, Pedro was saying, check out Wild uh, Rose Builds. Um, Wild Phenomenal. Rose is Phenomenal. Amazing. These are used. Whoa. These are moving as well. I love the clock in the background. Mm -hmm. It's so, so clever. So you can see this is actually moving, painting across, and um, it just looks like it's growing out of thin so air. So cool. Air. So cool. Yeah, so these are really great. So check. Wild Rose out on Instagram. There's another one too, Adam Prince. Adam Prince, another awesome fellow who is using a similar uh, method. Mm -hmm. This one moves as well. This is super cool. Then we're gonna do, the, uh, I forgot who posted on how to actually create one where it's just a motor that's being triggered on one of those skates that's hooked up to the DSLR. So it's you know sort of doing a semicircle around it. Correct. We will attempt that sometime next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there you go. It'll definitely make awesome. it easier once BLE, the Feather BLE, is released. Excellent. All right, so that's the experiments we're doing. And uh, we're, we're going to process this uh, time lapse here. Oh, it looks so good. I, it just looks finished amazing. right before the show. Wow, yeah. the quality of it compared to the webcam. Whoa. Yeah. And we always get a question like, how do, I get, how do we get our time lapse to zoom in? If you, if you film, uh, if you take pictures at you know, 5,000 to 4,000 pixels, you can scale it up, you can zoom into it, because mm -hmm. you know, what we're displaying is 1920 by 1080. Yeah. So uh, you can just scale it in your software, like Premiere or Final Cut or iMovie or whatever. That's all it is. There's a quick scale. rundown. <laughs> we can do a tutorial later. Yeah, I want to do a project on this, but it's literally just, if you go back to the uh, B-roll of the limit switch there, yes. Let's do it. it's pretty much just hot glued to yeah. the end. I it's raised a, the really bed all, or not the bed, I raised the extruder head all the way up to make sure it doesn't, you know, oh, yeah. it's not in the way of the top part pieces there and make sure that it's not in the way of the extruder, um, the spring loaded. Uh, so if you look at the show notes, it shows which limit switch I'm using here. Got these in the shop. A little micro switch. And Definitely want to use this technique on the Ultimakers as well. Uh, although some people were saying that the Octolapse doesn't, you know, or Octoprint in general doesn't work that well with the Ultimakers, which is why we, I've ne it took this took us this long to actually start yeah. researching and getting into it. Yeah, the, the Ultimakers don't need Octo yeah, Octoprint because they have, yeah, they have, they have a built-in Wi-Fi board mm -hmm. and they have their own curriculum. So I'm gonna do it this way. Yeah. I am going to um, see if uh, faking a prime tower so the. Um, head moves out of the way, hits the limit switch. Um, yeah. But I think I want to use product ID, what is it? Mm -hmm. 375, the magnetic contact switches. So when the head moves over closer to the you know, right backside of the uh, oh, these printer. Are like what you see in your windows, security windows exactly. and such. Yeah, or we'll have that trigger the um, little camera, trigger camera cable thing. Oh, just a regular switch, huh? Yep. Ground voltage. We'll see if this works. Sweet, excellent. So that's a uh, shop talk. So yeah, some of the techniques coming up for even more time lapses for next year. Sweet. So cool. Hey, speaking of time lapses, let's jump into the community makes. Every Tuesday, we 3D print something from the community. 
And this one is by Tommy Kong, remixed by Sippus for Dual Extrusion. So we 3D printed this on our Ultimaker 3 using some really nice um, filament that we're going to show you in a minute. This took about, I don't know, six to eight hours, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's a lizard, and this filament looks amazing. We really wanted to test it without any support material to see how well it would do with the filament and how mm -hmm. well the printer could handle it. So that's why it cleans up very well. This is a uh, shot on my iPhone, or what? I can't remember. I think it is. It yeah, shot outside, shot. and this there's no post-processing done on this model. Um, it just looks this great um, because we the did filament cut away. is really nice. We cut away at the overhangs. Yeah, yeah, you right. can definitely see the, oh, that's right. the yeah. polymers that they're act, uh, using on this. Is Excellent. Just awesome, shiny details that are brought forth. And you wouldn't of think it. of that if you look at the film. Well, let's go ahead and look at the, uh, the guy himself here, an overhead. Ooh. Look at this. And look at the detail yeah. that comes out with so, all the little um, yeah. skin ridges and all that. So obviously the color temperature changes. Cameras are a little bit different, but this mm -hmm. is a really nice shade of green. Um, exactly. It's super shiny. I think from a distance, um, uh, Franny thought it was real. Gosh, that looks like a real did. lizard. <laughs> so really, really great work mm. by uh, Tommy Kong and mm -hmm. uh, Sippus for uh, remixing it for dual extrusion. Yeah, this looks really good. So let's take a look at the Thingiverse page real quick. It is on Thingiverse. You can download it. And you just it. compare it to the regular green Yeah, PLA it's a little bit muted, used. a little matted, muted. Uh, lizard is separate. The piece of bark or tree or whatever that is. Oh yeah, um, so the bark is uh, in Vertigo Galaxy? Yes, Vertigo Galaxy. Um, from Filamentum. From Filamentum. And then the green is actually from Poly Alchemy Elixir PLA. This stuff was on sale a couple months ago and I got my hands on some. Shout out to Kirby for recommending this stuff. It looks beautiful. It's called Emerald City. And I will bring up the product page right here. The only weird thing about it was it stuck a little too well to the glass yes. bed. Yes, be careful with glass, printing on glass, and uh, anything that has a PLA and, and, and additives, mm -hmm. polymers, like PHA, uh, will stick a little bit too good to the bed. Yeah. So thankfully, this one has a flat bed. It, had, look at it. it was just the perimeter, like the skirt, mm -hmm. and that was like, I had to use a razor blade to scrape it off yeah. really good, because it kind of fused to the glass, kind of eats away at the glass, so be careful. If you're printing on glass, oh, man, does that look good? Look at that or something. Holy that looks crap. beautiful. Yeah. Very great filament. Um, they have it in different colors as well. Um, so check out the website. I think the gold. I think people. I've seen people print it. I'm just looks amazing. Yeah, I'm just uh, delete that. Go over here. Yeah. So they have different colors. So check them out. I will link that over here. Ah, there you go. Kirby saying use a glue stick as the barrier ah, for that's it. Ah, a good idea. That way. Definitely going to try that because I want to use this more. You want to use it more? Yeah. More green. Sweet. You also have a sample pack that you can get. get oh, all the, all the, wow. All the elixir colors. Very, very pretty stuff. Look at that purple. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, all Decent that shine price. that it just brings out detail and textures out a lot more than, you know, this would be a super boring print, I think. Yeah. Hey, Bill, maybe fix them up. Bill Binko, I want to see some AT Maker stuff being printed. Speaking of Speaking AD, of which. Makers. We are moving on to, well, it's still Community Makes, yeah? Yeah. Shout out to Bill Binko, head of 18makers.org. He put together a feather enclosure. It's on Thingiverse, check it out. I thought I'd download it, it's right there. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. So it's a two-piece enclosure that snap fits together. It works with uh, just about all the Adafruit feather boards. No screws are required for this one. So we can head on over to the, um, you want me to open it? Uh, you can't open uh, it. It's a trick. 
to know how to do it. So, uh, come on, focus. There we go. So this is printed with Galaxy, Vertical Galaxy. Feather on the side here, Adafruit on the side there. Um, there's also a blank version. This is printed with Rapunzel Silver. And the way you get, okay, so you have a nice opening here for wires to pass through. I hate this camera. <laughs> and uh, the USB port is right there. Plenty of clearance to, oh my God, hold that. I'm gonna kill this camera. <laughs> you want me to focus on the keyboard? Yeah, totally. <laughs> the keyboard is so far away. Give me a second here to turn off autofocus. All right, there you go, get closer. There you go, so you can see it's pretty nice quality there. All right, so the way it opens is a snap fit. There's two edges here. You just kind of pull it out like that, and then you can pop it out like that. Very interesting is that these tabs uh, kind of do double function. They have these indentations here on the side, and those indentations uh, lock into these nubs here that's on the cover. So that's how the cover is. They're at a 45 degree angle, so they print without any supports. And these indentations also have 45 degree angle. And the tabs actually grip on to the PCB itself, really holding it down so they won't pop out, right? Other thing is it has these little standoffs that have a bit of a chamfer at the bottom there to give it some clearance. And, and this will just uh, pop into those mounting holes, the four mounting holes on the feather. So you get this really nice uh, snap fit bottom here. Again, there is some clearance at the bottom there, so it's really nice. Um, but it's, you know, it only fits the feather. You probably fit a feather wing if you elongate this guy here. Um, but for the most part, if you wanted to have something really simple, really simple enclosure, um, it's nice. And it's symmetrical, so you can have it either this way or that way. And the way to pop it in is just kind of get it in there and it pops and clicks into place. Uh, very cool. Yeah, and I like that it has surface here so that you can stick this onto something if you'd like. And you want to stick it onto something else or here as well. And of course, you have access to the USB port there. So very nice work, Bill. Um, we'll be sharing it on the blog as well. Let me put this back over to autofocus and then back over to Thingiverse. So there you go. It's up there. I posted a make of it. There is my make over there. Jerry mentioned that this printed excellent, even though our settings were not uh, Set up what we were yeah, the tongs usually, just work out. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we like to change the, uh, the line, line width, but we didn't have to. We just left the default. Worked mm -hmm. out well. So good, good stuff there. Proper clearances. Excellent. All right, next up, we're going to head on over to this one. This is our first make of the lightsaber, Yay. the prop maker-based lightsaber. So shout out to this Thingiverse user, Tharos, who uh, is building the parts, waiting on parts, printed on Anet. A8 3D printer, 0.3 layer height, single extrusion. Remember, it's a single oh, wow. extrusion and dual extrusion. It looks nice either way. Oh. Um, very, very cool. Just waiting for the, the prop maker prop. to get back in stock. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. This is a NeoPixel LED gas mask make. We designed this a couple years back, and uh, you know, Halloween was not too long ago. So uh, I like the here. way that this has been different. Or that has a different theme. Yeah, uh, weathering, the different color. Process. Looks really cool. Also added some cool stuff to the eye here. Made his own eye grid. So cool. Looks really neat. Very cool. And this is from Chris Schmitz, who made a really cool case for the Gemma, uh, NeoPixel Gemma. Wait, no. It is Gemma-based, but it's a jewel as well. So you get this really cool um, kind of bubbly cover. And it has swappable covers um, that you can swap out the so cover. Cool. It snaps in. Any shout-outs, uh, the GitHub Adafruit CAD parts that's on GitHub, so you can check that out. That's where he was able to get the 
the model for the PCB. And here's a quick uh, video of, of Chris um, playing around with different uh, animations. Uh, really nice light diffusion here. Kind of looks like a flower. Yeah, so he's working on that. Very, very cool. All right, the last thing, well, not the last thing. Uh, this is a NeoPixel light box from Mohit on uh, Thingiverse. He actually works for Particle.io. We already have that open. He has an amazing Instagram account, so check this out. This is a nice little uh, kind of light box. He just makes all his stuff look like just fantastic artwork, pieces of artwork. Look at that. It's amazing. So you can kind of tune in those colors, I think. Very cool. Yeah. Right? Is that how it works? Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, so check out Mohit on um, Instagram. He's got such beautiful photography and, and really nice out. design stuff. He works at Particle.io. He does some sculptures as well. He does super yeah. interesting um, sculptures. It's like it's floating mm -hmm. uh, circuits. Pretty sweet. So check him out. I'll have a link in the description. And uh, yeah, it's just this phenomenal work. Really great. These are amazing. Yeah, there's this, yeah, very cool Particle.io um, using the feather. Uh, mm -hmm. platform to make their boards. Really, really sweet idea. Yay. And uh, yeah, establishing Adafruit Feather. That's a thing. Cool. It's totally a thing. And the last thing I want to share with you guys, XYZ Aiden is back. Aiden is back with a very awesome project. He, three, he designed and 3D printed this connector uh, for creating an icosahedron, like a giant one, a giant icosahedron mm -hmm. that's made out of PVC pipe. So these connector bits um, are flies for, I think, a one-inch PVC piping. And the cool thing about this geodesic dome is that uh, you just cut the strips, 14 strips, I believe, all in the same length, and it's expandable. You can have it as short or as big as you want. So Aiden uh, walks through him, how, you know, putting the assembly together, how many pieces you need. Here's all the pieces of piping that you need to put in this thing. And uh, I want to skip a little bit here. He actually 3D printed on his wooden Ultimaker. That's awesome. Put good use out of the, the wooden Ultimaker. And the assembly is pretty straightforward. You just snap in the pieces um, and uh, I guess drill a hole here, a pilot hole, and then get uh, some nice bolts in there. Uh, I want to see him building it here. Yeah, so for the full video, be sure to subscribe and check him out on YouTube. Really nice to see him back making videos and doing projects and sharing it. Very awesome. I'm inspired to make my own. I want to make one and put some lights, LEDs in it and stuff. It'd be really cool. So actually, Lamar. Yeah requested what did she request i think it was like a month back uh people always say oh you're already working on christmas stuff well we're, we're already, already working, working on new year's, year's eve stuff yeah we're gonna make a ball the <laughs> crystal ball so i needed to learn how to make a 12-sided geodesic dome mm -hmm. so uh, i think it's a v2 or v3 i forget there's yeah. like a whole thing of how to design these things mm -hmm. um so <laughs> i made this uh thing in fusion uh, i want to put together a tutorial on how i did it um and uh, that, that's some extreme overhang. You can't believe the printer did it. So as a test, really, really thin. It's only 1.5 millimeter. It's nice like kind sturdy. of flexible in a way. Put on your head. <laughs> oh. Works as a net. A or <laughs> if you had a little rim there, you can yeah, have a hat. hat. Yeah, wireframe hat. Pretty cool. Yeah, so it'll be a um, countdown uh, ball drop yeah. for New Year's. It'll have the RTC, so it'll count down and it'll just drop. I'm going to use the, what was that Kickstarter that has those gems yeah. glued right on top of a NeoPixel strip. Yeah, rhinestones. Rhinestones, yeah. So we're going to use that, that's have it. that all around there, have right. some cool animations on that for that. Yeah, so that's another prototype thing we're kind of working on. It's very fun. Cool. But uh, for now, check out Aiden's uh, stuff on Thingiverse. 
because he has the connector bit on there as well. So Definitely want to print those out, make a big old giant one for the backyard. Here it is. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be fun to roll yes. it down the hill or something? Right. <laughs> Super dope. I need to log in and give it a like if I haven't already. So check it out. Very cool. That is this week's um, Community Makes. If you would like to share any of your projects with us, please do so. You can head us up on any of the social channels. We have uh, handles up here when I switch to this over here. There's our handle. I'm at Ekin, and Pedro is at VideoPixel. Or you can at Adafruit, or use support at Adafruit.com. Yeah, I want more Colin, too. <laughs> Every week. It's like, where's Colin? I need Colin. Colin quality level stuff takes a long time to do. You can't really. just not just. <laughs> you can't just have Colin. You have to earn him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are so good because he took, he spent a long time on the script writing, doing all the shooting for that. This does not just come out like yeah. so easily. So That's you require patience if you want more Colin. Yeah. He is definitely in the back. He's not in the back. Working. He's captain. <laughs> uh, you could see him. Uh, I think it was last week's show and tell. Yeah, he was there. You can yeah, he's take doing a look some at awesome Neo Trellis stuff. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, no, he already showed it off. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brilliant. definitely check out the show and tell if you want more Colin. He yeah. was there last week. I think he's going to be there this week as well. Sweet. You can see what he's working on there. All right. Well, that's going to be it for the show, folks. We are over time. Um, check out uh, Spooky Box as the coupon code for today if you want to order anything in the Adafruit shop. All of your orders. Are definitely good. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting Adafruit as a whole. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you can spot Colin. Can you spot Colin? You see where Colin is? See where he is? He's like, where's uh, Waldo? I see him. Right where is he? Where is he? Oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> right there, questioning the universe and reality as well. <laughs> very cool. Anyway, um, you know, we're we're very happy to. Uh, to the show and thank you guys so much mm -hmm. uh, for tuning in and a good luck on all your maker endeavors holidays are upon us winter is coming if not over here so be sure to get those orders get in all those orders in right now you don't want to wait to the last minute there are going to be some sales but you're not going to save any money if you can't order it so yeah. don't wait around don't wait around every year past there 10 years a, there's a, some, out of some sales coming on but who knows if the stuff will be on sale that's what i'm trying to say okay it, there's <laughs> no point to waiting if there's no item in stock to get, so. Correct. Definitely start stocking up now. It's never too early. Start Sweet. putting up your tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much. Don't worry. We have more show for you later tonight. Show and tell. If you'd like to share your projects with Lamar and Phil in the world, yes. you can do so. Check out the YouTubes uh, on uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Happens every Wednesday. Shortly after that, we have Lamar and Phil I'm hoping for some new products and some uh, exciting things. And tomorrow is John Park's workshop. Be sure to tune in. It's at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So I think he just tweeted out what he's actually going to be working on. So a lot Excellent. of awesome new trellis projects yeah. coming up. Sweet. All right. Well, that is going to do it for the show. Thank you guys again so much for joining us. We'll see you later tonight. But until then, don't forget. Make it this great. This is Halloween. Wait, no, making, making Christmas. Christmas. We don't have a fail today, sorry. But we do fail a lot. So. Uh, yeah, there, okay. Yeah, got rid of it. Remember, no show next week. Yeah. See you the week after. Bye. See you guys. Good luck. Where's the button? <laughs>